0: And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one half of the Court and Full of Fat podcast. And I am back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesdays. Here on the Court and Full of Fat podcast, we discuss health and wealth, finances and fitness and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. However, my co-host Jordan, when he was out on paternity leave, he's no longer on paternity leave. I started these wealth Wednesdays where we get straight to the finance information and I'm continuing these because why not? Now shout out to the student loan situation, which is going to be today's 22nd. So it'll be the March 1st. Yes, 20, 28 days this year, February. The next episode will probably be about student loans. I'm just, I'm just going to keep it real. So if you don't want to listen to student loans again, just go, just go ahead and skip next week. Also, If you do want to have more information about student loans, go ahead and check out which live might have been the uh, we've done a couple of live streams. But I did a live stream on student loans. It's about four hours. My goodness, a lot of information, a lot of different articles as far as discussing the student loan situation, how expensive is college? Why, you know, black people are struggling to pay back their student loan debt, what jobs they choose, et cetera, et cetera. But I am excited for the first court hearing as far as Supreme Court hearing next Tuesday. But before we get started, make sure you hit that like button, share and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. If you have any questions, concerns, leave your comments as well on the podcast platforms. Leave those rating and reviews for myself. You can follow me at Sideline underscore Corey, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Then my co-host Jordan, you can follow him at StopStallingJay, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. And his business page is finally fit on Instagram and finally fit on Facebook. And his website is finally Jordan does offer virtual training sessions on Monday and Wednesday at five 30 a.m. Yes. Five 30 a.m. Get your workout early in the morning for more intermediate intermediate in advance. And if you don't think you're ready for that class, he does offer beginner classes on Tuesday and Thursday at six a.m. Yes. A.m. For those of you who want in-person training, you're going to have to travel to the Hartford County uh, area in Maryland or be willing to live there or whatever. And Jordan is doing in-person training sessions again. He's got his life back adjusted as best he could with having a son. All right. Y'all know how we're doing. Well, Wednesday, we get straight to the article. Now I'm going to give a significant disclaimer for whatever reason. I don't know why my mouse is broken. And so the cursor just jumps all over the place. Now I have to get a new mouse. And I was like, crap, this is going to be, you know, not good for Walk Wednesday, but I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to share my screen. I promise you. I'm trying to get there to share my screen. Here's the tab. And you also be going to talk about today. We're going to talk about investing. Shout out to investing. Let me see if y'all can see this article. Let me zoom in a little bit more. There we go. it's a little lag. All right. I'm ahead of myself. All right, and we're not, no CNBC today. This is the penny hoarder. How valuable, you know, how credible is this article? I don't know, but we're going to read today. This is on, updated on January 11, 2023. And again, my mouse is messed up. And I said I want to do better highlighting things for y'all, but then my mouse breaks like two weeks later. This is by Mike Brassfield. Again, first time listening. The authors or writers of these articles always give me a headache as far as their names, but Mike Brassfield, good to go, senior writer. Four things. Dead people can teach us about investing. Now, this is going to be famous dead people. This article, again, I don't read these articles ahead of time. It's probably going to be about my guess is you know how to manage things while you're still alive, in short. And so when you're setting up things for when you're passing away, so I wouldn't be surprised we're on the trust slash estate planning side this time. Here we go, though. When it comes to investing your money, dead people have the right idea. You see, there's this funny story that just passed around Wall Street. The way this story goes is one day, okay, a chief bean, a chief bean counters, the chef, geez, I said chief, the chef bean counters, shout out to the chiefs, uh, at the financial giant Fidelity. No, it's just chief. I'm going to steal chief. I'm like, chief bean counters. Okay. I'm like, what? Hey, y'all, it's early in the morning. Fidelity, shout out to my computer science degree, not an English major. Fidelity did this big study on what kind of investors performed the best, and what they found out was the council with the highest returns were classified as dead or inactive probably because these people aren't moving around there is they by definition they're holding they're not buying anymore but they're holding in other words that people do better in the stock market than living people and it's because that people aren't always just film <laughs> when their investment accounts the way living people do that would not be a good thing in the sense of if you're dead please don't be out here making uh investments that'd be uh that'd be a little concerning since you're no longer here now the only problem with this cool story is that there's no evidence that it ever really happened? What? Google results turn up plenty of stories about this supposed study, but no actual study. Okay, so it's sort of mainly a joke, urban legend. But hey, that doesn't mean the point. <laughs> so this is a joke. It doesn't still stand as most people will tell you the biggest things working on any investor's side, right? Are time and patience, trying to time the market, panic selling or buying due to FOMO, fear of missing out or FUD, fear, uncertainty, doubt, will almost never beat the returns of long held investments. So real or not, these debt investors are onto something. Here are four things that people can teach us about investing. Yes, buy and hold, you can already see the first thing that we're gonna cover again, four major things. But yeah, one of the biggest, the biggest factors as far as um, your investment strategy the main reason people have money is that they just continually invest month over month, year over year, whatever how much it is, fifty dollars, hundred dollars. They continue to invest. That that's the most reason people have money from a retirement standpoint, 401k, IRA, et cetera, is because they continue to invest. I think it's about 70 to 80 percent of the reason they have money is because they can they invested money. And the rest is the, you know, the next 20, 30 percent is the growth and the investments they actually pick. But one of the key things as far as when you're investing on the long term side of things, right, is that not only you're picking obviously good investments, but you are holding these investments so you can sustain the ups and downs in the market and actually get the true growth that you see when it comes to the returns. So if you're looking at an investment, by the way, don't sue me, sue your mama, entertainment purposes only, you need to do all your fitness, all your own fitness and finance research and reach out to a professional. I'm not a financial advisor, however. When you're talking about looking at investments, and most people are going to say you want to see at least 10 years around, you know, 10% or more from a return standpoint. Remember, the people who got that growth the last 10 years, they were in it the entire time for the 10 years. <laughs> okay. So if you go back 10 years from the time you're looking at it, if you would have bought that time, that's the growth you would have had, not if you would have been selling any point in time before that. And then when you, consistently invest your returns a little bit different because you're buying at um different times as far as where the market is at in short that's dollar cost averaging or dCA as you hear people say or myself say sometimes but again here we go first thing buy and hold this is the long-term strategy buy and hold dead investors are the ultimate no they're not bu- they're not buying they're ultimate holders please <laughs> dead people cannot make no nah, they can't be buying anything. Their bank accounts got to get closed. In this case, we mean they just stay consistent. That people, as a rule, are really consistent in their behavior. This is a troll article. This is going to be a good article. This is my type of type of humor. See, so you see my mouse just keep jumping. And I keep highlighting this budgeting thing. We asked Robin Hartill for some stock market advice. She's a certified financial planner. So again, shout out to Robin, certified financial planner and fi- financial advice columnist for the penny hoarder. So this website, she recommends budgeting a certain amount of money to invest each month, no matter what, as I just said, consistently invest in 70, 80%. That's going to be the reason you have money. Robin is saying S&P 500. So from a ticker symbol standpoint, if you want an ETF, it's VOO, V-O-O or S-P-Y. Um, What is, what is the I share? I think it's IVV. Let me look real quick. Let me go to Robinhood. Oh, by the way, shout out to Robinhood stock. If you don't know Robinhood all time, it's down 73.4%. So I was probably wrong with some other stuff, but shout out to that. I think it's IVV. Yep, IVV. IVV, sorry, as as ticker symbol, SPY or VOO. Those are three uh, ETFs, X ones, whatever you want to call them, ETFs that mirror the SP 500. And then I think it's VT. Is it VT Sachs? I can't remember the Vanguard mutual fund one off the top of my head. But regardless, when they're talking about, when Robin here is saying S&P 500 has delivered inflation adjusted returns of about 7% on year over average 50 years, you can not invest in S&P 500 that you see on TV if you go watch the news or anything like that. There are brokers, Vanguard, Fidelity, Charles Schwab, et cetera, that mirror the S&P 500, mirror that index. And so, like I said, VOO or SPY or IVV, and Boo again, BOO, those are going to be ones that mirror the SP 500. Again, not investment advice, but as far as saying, hey, what, what can I invest in that mirrors SP 500? Those are some options that you have. There are a bevy of other ones, but those are three, I would say three of the main ones that you're probably going to see people talking about. Okay, not sure where to start. It's easy to set up, right? Auto transfer, so you can regularly invest with. Okay, what article did I do where it was nothing but advertisements? I feel like that's the one I did with Jordan. I talked about advertisements for every single one. I think it was about uh, the nine best ways you can build wealth uh, as a couple, as a married couple or whatever. And they had an advertisement every one. But this saying you can use stash, you know, sponsorship. Again, automated investing. Again, when your people talk about take, make sure you take that 401k match, that's what this is. You're investing in your 401k. It's consistently investing every month or every, you know, twice a month, however frequently you get paid. That's what that is. And that's why people say, hey, if you want to look at it from a taxable brokerage account standpoint, you need to do the same thing. Figure out what you can invest $50, $100, and start investing. Again, over here, recommend you have, if you going to do taxable brokerage account for sure, all of your debt paid off as of your mortgage and three to six months of emergency funds saved that before you start doing your taxable brokerage account investing. Okay, next one is don't try to time the market. Again, so we talk about dollar cost averaging, and one and two kind of go together. So when you're buying and holding, right, you're consistently buying, right, When it's saying automated investments, by definition, you're going to end up not timing the market because you're doing it automated on the 1st and 15th or whenever you want to do it. That people know better than anyone the passage. You see my mouse is going crazy for those watching on YouTube. The passage of time is what matters most. And that's true when it comes to investing. In other words, don't try to time the market. It's a fool's errand. You're stupid if you do it. All right. Try to anticipate various booms and crashes that the stock market will inevitably go through instead. Start investing as early as possible and focus on the long term. Again, start investing as early as possible. Yes, from a, a straight math standpoint as you talk about compound interest or time as they keep referencing here. But remember, you want to get to a point where when you do start investing, that you're in the financial situation where you can continue to invest. So you want to the best, best case scenario, you start investing, you know, at a very young age and you're just loading up your investments, and that's how you keep. In short, your lifestyle inflation down because you have your investments budgeted, uh, budgeted, budgeted out, but budgeted as far as in your budget. But then as you get older and your income increases, you're still investing that crazy percentage, 15, 20, whatever it is. You just graduated college or whatever, and your expenses shouldn't be crazy high unless you got that student loan debt. Most people do. But that's the that's the general premise. And what that will allow you to do, as you always see these comparisons of you got Johnny and you got Jack, right? They're brothers. And Johnny starts investing at 25 and Jack starts investing at 30 and they invest the same amount. And they show that, you know, Jack, who is investing at starts investing at 30, can never catch up to Johnny. One of the reasons with that is that if I invest for 40 years and you invest for 35 and invest the same amount, even if we're not investing from a math standpoint, I'm going to have more money than you. But with compound interest, that delta is even greater. And then also due to compound interest, if I start investing earlier than you, I actually get to a point where I can no longer invest and stop putting in money, you know, as far as monthly contributions. And even if you continue to contribute, since you started later than me, whatever type, you know, math equation you make up for that, you won't be able to catch up. But again, in both scenarios, they have Jack and Johnny, they're the same age, one starts at 25, one starts at 30, and they both stop investing at 65, right? So one person invests for 40 years, one one person invests for 35 years. But for you and yourself, there aren't two you's. There's one you, right? There's no multiverse here, shout out to Marvel. But there's 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 only one you on this entire timeline. So you want to get to a point where you can obviously invest as early as possible, but load up your investing as early as possible as well. So if you're in a position to where you may have you know a family emergency or something like that comes up, and you might have to take some time off investing or investing as much as you want to invest, you have all of that money that you put in the beginning That that compound interest is able to take um, effect on and you're actually able to probably still hit your financial goals from a general retirement standpoint, because when you had the money, you invested as much money as possible. So when you get into your late 30s, 40s, 50s range, right when you're in that sandwich generation situation you were investing as much as you could in your younger years and even though it was less mer- money per paycheck because you were earning less due to compound interest is able to compensate for the fact that you might have to decrease how much money you're investing for that you know that certain time window that i'm talking about as far as some type of emergency uh, popping up so that's very key um yep for area yeah, don't try to anticipate Oh, also too, don't do short squeezes again i, I said it on here Hey, I, I put 30 racks into the AM, sque- uh, AM, AM squeeze. Shout out to AM squeeze, to the AMC short squeeze. Don't do that. Don't do that. Shout out to the tax loss harvesting, though. I got one more year to go after this year to write off that 3K. Um, I, lost, I, lost, I, lost, I think it was almost $9,700. So don't do that. Learn Learn from me. The time of your investment matters much less than how much you have to invest, Hartill says. The cost of waiting for the perfect time to invest. Ah, dang it. Awaiting the perfect time to invest is high. You're missing out on long-term growth. Again, shout out to Stash. Again, again, you can use Stash. No sponsorship. Oh, look at this third one. Get life insurance. Give your family $1.5 million. I'm trying to find my water here. there we go. Oh, to be a millionaire. Look, now all of us, right, have the money for trust funds, etc. We're probably not going to get into trust, as I, as I said, bad guess here, um, for loved ones. But you could still leave them, right, $1.5 life insurance or whatever it is. You don't need to have money in the bank. You're probably thinking, right? I don't have time for that, but it takes just a few minutes, right? Again, they're saying use Besto, Besto, or Best Um, as far as getting your life insurance no sponsorship. We hear people are paying as little as ten dollars a month, but every year you wait, this gets more expensive. I don't know if people are paying ten dollars a month for one point five million dollars. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you all this right now. Mine is a. Uh, it's insurance. So just the thing about car insurance, you got a lot of car accidents, right? Speed and tickets. Your insurance is going to be high or someone might not even cover you. Same thing when it comes to life insurance, except with life insurance is like works the opposite of car insurance. So car insurance, the older you get, the less of a risk you are. Complete opposite of life insurance. The older you are, the more likely you are to die. Um, so there's that. Um, and then obviously, if you have any medical issues, if you have to get a physical things like that. It, it can impact your premium as far as what you're paying. And then it can impact whether or not you're going to get covered at all. So for those of you who are still not 30 yet, definitely want to get out there and get you a plan again, not financial advice, but term choose term 25 30 year, the recommendation anywhere from 12 to 10 to 12 times your income. So if you make 50,000, you get at least 500k. Um in life insurance, the great thing is once you're covered, it's "quote" unquote, easier to get a new plan or you know, increase how much your um your cover. So let's say you're 25, you made 50K. You don't have a family, you don't have a wife and kids, anything like that. So you're in a situation where nobody truly depends on your income. And so it's going to be harder for you to get something like a million dollar policy. So why they're going to assure you a million dollars and you don't have anybody to actually take care of you. So you can go and get it now when you're at twenty five your health is in the best situation you're already in, then you can look to get a a new policy or essentially restructure your current policy where you might add five to ten years on there and might end up Doubling or tripling how much you're actually insured because now you're older and that more people depend on you and your income is higher. So that's something that you might want to look at. But again, mine's fifty eight dollars for a month for a million dollars. So I'd be surprised if you if you can get ten dollars for one point five million. Uh, go ahead and do that for term. That's definitely term, by the way. Whole life, IULs, you know, long, you know, permanent insurance, whatever, cash value, all that type of stuff. Speak. I would don't speak with a financial advisor because people who sell life insurance aren't financial advisors speak with a fiduciary, someone who's required by law to operate in your best interest, life insurance agents, people who sell life insurance are technically financial advisors, but they're not fiduciary. So again, fiduciaries, think about it like with lawyers or with doctors, they're required, you know, to take uh, certain, um, trainings and things like that throughout the year to make sure they're in compliance from a legal standpoint. But someone has a financial advisor, that doesn't mean that they're fiduciary. So a life insurance agent who is a financial advisor, not a fiduciary, they can just sell you a whole life, IUL, a policy that's not in your best interest because they don't have that fiduciary stamp. So that's something you always want to be aware of. When we say get professional advice, yes, seek out a financial advisor, but seek out someone who is a fiduciary, CPA, CFP, things like that. Those people are just going to be in that category, but you want to make sure they have that fiduciary stamp. Don't You don't want a doctor it's sort of like doctors. A lot, a doctor means you have a doctorate, right? But a real doctor is someone, obviously we're talking about an MD, a medical doctor. But in short, if you can't write me a prescription for some drugs, then you're not really a doctor. That's why, you know, shout out to uh, nurse practitioners. It's like, they, they're able to write prescriptions. Can you write me a prescription for some medicine? If you can't, then this doctor just means you went to school for a long time. That's all that means. When we talk about doctors, we mean somebody who can get you some drugs legally. Again, I'm talking about prescription drugs from a doctor. Okay. Don't abuse that stuff. Please seek help if you need it or oh, yeah, whatever. Let me cover myself. This takes a minute to to get a free quote. Okay, cool. Next thing is don't overthink things. Shout out to this. This is a good one. Don't overthink things. Dead inv- <clears throat> this is such a troll. Dead investors don't overthink things. They just plug right along and do their thing without any fuss. That's why their investment portfolios perform so well. When it comes to investing, be like dead people. Right. Okay. Don't overthink things. Robin Hart's advice. Star market will make you money if you give it time. So you might as well get started sooner rather than later. If you were hoping to make a quick right buck off the stock market, again, shout out to the short squeezes. Don't do that. No, now many people might not be a great time, she says. But wait, right, if you're hoping to make a quick buck off the stock market, right, okay. Now might not be a great time. It's never a great time to try to make a quick buck off the stock market. That's not investing. That is some call gambling, but in short, that's An income generation method. It's not investing. There's a reason why, if you do day trading, things like that, where you don't hold an investment for more than a year, they tax it at the short term capital gains rate versus long term capital gains rate. And short term capital gains rate is in short, your tax, your normal W 2 tax bracket rate. So they literally tax short term investing as if it was income because that's kind of what it is. They tax like ordinary income. But true investing isn't about making a quick buck, right? It's about growing your money. Again, shout out. This is the style to stash stash will give you five dollars okay shout out to stash for the sponsorship and again mike brassfield senior writer he's he's they're saying they're letting us know that mike isn't dead who wrote this article for securities price over a thousand dollars purchase a uh, fractional stairs okay this is just all okay, right this is just a stash yeah that's just a stash stuff no sponsorship by stash but clearly look at this article they're gonna give you it looks like five dollars so yeah to recap Four things that that people do, they buy and hold. Yeah, shout out to buy and holding. They don't time the market. They have life insurance. Yes. Get you some life insurance if you don't have any. I already made the joke. I think this is the first, the first shot I took uh, on the very first episode, according to Full Effect. Y'all got insurance on your cell phones, but y'all don't have insurance on your life. Please explain it to me. All right. And then don't overthink things. Yep. Keep a kiss. The kiss method. Kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, Again. You're, you're best off just picking some broad ETFs and continue investing in them. That's why everyone mention, mentions the S&P 500 uh, index. Again, I mentioned VU, SPY, IVV, non-investment advice, in, but as far as if you're looking for some ETFs that mirror the S&P 500, because if you're trying to buy the S&P 500, you can't. Whatever you see when you Google it on the news, you can't actually buy that. So, again, these broker brokerages out here, they have some ETFs, mutual funds, index funds that mirror S&P 500, also the NASDAQ as well. Um, So that's something you want to look into. The great thing about choosing the broader ETFs or something like S&P 500, that's going to be the largest 500 companies in short in America. So this is about the best 500 companies, publicly traded companies in America. And as some do better, some do worse. They'll plug and play those companies, so let's just say company 499, right? They're right on the, the cusp of being kicked out. They start performing really bad this year. They'll kick them out and then they'll bring another company in. So company right, 501, right? They'll kick 500 up to 499. They'll kick uh, 499 out and bring up 501. So now you have still the best 500 companies. You don't have to pick the companies from a single stock standpoint. You're trying to not guess, but do your research and figure out which one is going to be the best in the future. It's sort of like thinking, you know, are you, do you want to think like, you know, a company or the United States as a whole is going to do great? Or are you trying to figure out which company inside of the United States is going to do great? So you're looking at something like the S&P 500 in short, that's saying, hey, the United States over a long period of time, you always hear Warren Buffett say this, give me a piece of the United States. I know over a long period of time, it's going to generate some great growth for me versus trying to figure out which one of these companies there there are thousands of companies, which one of these companies are going to make me some money over the long haul. All right. And also too, I said this before, S&P 500, or in short, if you're someone who's scared of investing, getting in the market, right? You think it's scam, gambling, whatever it is. But just think if you, if you pick S&P 500, in short, that's the United States economy. You can k- uh, pick VTI where it's like the total stock market. So it's just not the large cap or the blue chip ones. It's at pretty much most of the Major companies, even the non-major ones, you don't know. But if the United States goes away, right? Say the stock market goes to zero, you're not gonna have no money anyway if you're here. So if it go, if the S and P 500 over a long period of time has a negative return, we, as United States citizens, have major other issues going on. Okay, now you're talking about a revolution type of thing. So, again, not financial advice. But the reason you know you pick something like S and P 500 is that. You're a United States citizen. It's the United States economy. You you need that. You you need the S and P five hundred to continue to grow over time. Okay, it's a very, very, very bad thing if it continues not to. All right, dang, locked and loaded. All right, y'all. Oh, see, it always messes up. Let me see if I can get it. Here we go. Boom. All right, y'all. Again, uh, great. That was a great article. It was a, uh, funny humor. Some you know some dead humor there. Some dry humor. But yes, buying and holding, doing your research, figuring out what you want to invest into, and then just continue to pump money into it. Don't sell as the the market continues to go up and down. Again, you'll see the numbers. I think it was 7% on that article. I believe the stock market, I looked it up. But it has never actually returned 7%. That's like the average right, in that 50-year period, as the article said. That's what the average is, or 10%, whatever you see. But rarely does the stock market actually return what you see people say it returns when you hear that 7 to 10% number. It, it'll go down 20% like it did in 2022. And I believe in 2021, it was up 30%. Right? So it averages out over that. And so one of the other key things is one of the reasons you want to get in, buy, and hold, and they're saying start investing as soon as possible, when you start missing the largest days, and I can't remember, shout out to the Money Guy Show, great information over there on YouTube, but I forgot exactly what, how many it was. But I think if you miss like the top five days, you end up getting 60% of what you would have gotten instead of you know, 100% if you were in the market the whole time when it talks about timing the market versus dollar cost averaging. And I think if you get down to if you miss the 50 best days in like a five year or 10 year, there might have been a 30 year period. It's It's a very long period of time. But if you miss like 50 days, I think, and if you miss the 50 best days in 30 years, you'll end up having a negative return. <laughs> the map is crazy. I gotta find that. Shout out to the money guy. No, no credit over here. The Money Guy Show. Brian and Bro. Um, I, I gotta figure out uh, where the. They posted many videos, but what those exact numbers are. But That's one of the key reasons why you want to get in and stay in. Because again, like I said, not only does the market not do 7 to 10% quote unquote every year, it averages out to that. There are going to be some crazy, crazy growth days, uh, just one single day, right? The top days and those days are really what's going to help you uh, meet those returns as far as when you see that 7 to 10%. And the benefit of just dollar cost averaging, buying and holding, not trying to time the market. You're always going to be and you're going to buy when it's high and you're going to buy when it's low. And then it'll average. right? It averages out to that. But all right, y'all. Again, make sure you hit that like button. Share, and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Any comments or concerns, you can reach out to us. Again, I'm Sideline underscore Corey. Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. My coach Jordan is Stop Stalling Jay. Twitter, Instagram and TikTok as well. His business page is FinallyFit06 on Instagram. Then FinallyFit on Facebook. And you can look at his website, FinallyFit.live. For his personal training information online, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday and Wednesday is at 530 a.m., Tuesday and Thursday is at 6 a.m., and then he does do in-person training as far as those of you looking to go to the Harford County, Maryland area. And for myself, financial coaching, $50 for one one-hour session a month, $100 for one one-hour session a week. Okay, up to that. You don't have to use all sessions We do $100, but that I, I, I put you on my calendar for that. But all right, y'all, again, if you guys need anything, please reach out to us, DM, comments. We see y'all getting the views up, see y'all getting the lights up, so we appreciate it. This may be the last time that y'all see, let me see. Hold on. Did I do it? It didn't do it. Why isn't I doing it? How do I get it? That y'all see me like this. All right. remember, for those of you who don't know, I'm on my phone as far as a video standpoint. I don't have a camera, and I got my mic and everything hooked up to my computer. My great co-host, my brother Jordan, he did get me a camera because I got so much stuff going on, I had no time to look at it. He's like, "I'm just gonna buy you a camera." The camera's supposed to be here on Friday, the 24. So if the camera is here, get it all set up. This will be the last time you see the dual screen. So now, now what I have to do is I have to buy a mouse so it, you know I can actually use my computer. But you know, for those you actually watch on YouTube and we see those numbers going up, we appreciate it. I'll have a better setup hopefully the next time. On Wealth Wednesday, which is great, right for the student loan. So that's going to be great. But all right, y'all, that's all I have. Remember to save more and say less, and keep making better your best. And I will catch y'all in the next one.